Hello, good people. And thank you for tuning into my podcast, my YouTube video, If Has Power. And as you know, if does have power. One word, two letters. For every choice that we make, I want to tell you something. There's an if attached because you can think about it all day. You can make decisions. But if you don't take action, everything is going to remain the same. But a decision will be made for you, but it might not go the way you want. So again, I just want to thank you for tuning in. Today, we have a special guest, and her name is Irene Bryant. I want to tell you something about this woman. She's a woman of God, and she's going to talk to us, give us some very timely, I mean timely, information about our financial health. So I just want you to know a little bit about her as I introduce you. She's a speaker. She's also a former financial advisor, as well as a holistic cancer um, coach. She has her own experiences. She can tell you about what she's been through. But what I want you to do is listen to her. Just give her your undivided attention as she talks to us, teaches us about our financial health. Welcome, Irene. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. It's an honor for you to be here and everything. And, you know, Irene, this is so needed. It's really, really needed um, about finances and everything. So um, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of like tell us about your um, services and everything at the end of the um, interview. But right mm -hmm. now, I want to ask you this question. When I when I was talking to you before, you was talking about um, the first thing that has to do with our finances. We need to see about what does God have to say. So kind of expound on that a little bit, okay? I sure will because it doesn't matter how much we do with a financial planner, investing, savings, all of that. The, because the most important thing is do we know what God says? Now here's, I, I was a believer for years now, especially going through the cancer and getting healed 22 years ago. But I, before I had the cancer it was when I was a financial advisor. And I loved helping people through that. Then I went to Israel on a trip. And then to Greece and Italy, then to England. When I was England, in England, I was speaking at a church about the healing from the cancer. This was in 2010. Mm -hmm. So at the end of it, my friends who invited me said, you need to be doing that more. I said, yes, I know. I guess I, that's when I was a financial advisor, actually. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I know. Uh, and that night, in the middle of the night, God woke me up. And here's what I heard. Give away all your clients. And I had a lot of clients. I was licensed in three provinces in Canada. Mm -hmm. And start your ministry. I want you to teach the biblical perspective on healing and financial freedom. Wow. I said, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in 
So, you know, the next day as we prayed with my friends, he, the name, and he had given me several possibility names. It came out King-Centered Perspectives. King being Jesus. Yes. Everything from the biblical view. So then I came back to Canada. I had done a seminar on healing. And then when I was planning the one on financial freedom, here's what I heard. Can you love your way to financial freedom? I said, what do you mean, God? Well, will you search the scriptures and do what I tell you to do? Learn what I say about money, finances, giving, receiving, prosperity, wealth. And will you do what I say? His heart is to bless us. And when we are obedient to God, the blessings are bountiful. Doesn't mean we never have a problem, but when we're obedient, but how can we be obedient if we don't know what he says? Right, that's right. And then I heard him say, will you love your neighbor as yourself? Will you do for your neighbor what I tell you to do? And I love the sons of Ishmael as much as the sons of Isaac. The whole world is our neighbor. That's right. So, okay, God, here I am. Do you want, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to give to? And what do you want me to give? The closest neighbor is our spouse, if we have one. <laughs> and <laughs> if we're in ministry work, sometimes it's God first, our ministry, and then our family. Uh-uh, that's not God's way. God's way is God first, our spouse and family, then our ministry or our work or whatever. But will you do for your neighbor what I tell you? And that might be inviting someone into our home. It might be giving them a meal. It might be uh, paying somebody's groceries ahead of us in line. What we need to do is listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit and only do what he directs us to do. And he will tell us right, <laughs> all the true. time. But here was key. Do you love your neighbor as yourself? That's true. Will you love yourself the way I love you? Will you receive my love? Will you receive my blessings? And if we're, we can push God away, we can push away his blessings, or we can learn. Yeah, he really does want to bless me. But it starts with knowing his view on the whole thing. And it's all in the world word from Genesis to the end and being obedient to it. So one of the things, of course, that um, one of the scriptures that I really like, uh-huh. there's many, but there's a couple here. And the one is in 3 John, verse 2. Mm-hmm. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Right. Well, what's our soul? Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So in our mind, what do we think and believe about money? Is it the root of all evil? <laughs> or is it the love of money? That's the love. The love. <laughs> How were you raised with money? Were your parents generous? Did they teach you anything about it? Or were they, you know, hanging on to it and you know, we're affected by how we were raised. 
around money and prosperity. The church, <laughs> have they taught it properly? Or have they taught it, oh, it's better to be pure, they're poor, they're more spiritual. <laughs> no, when, when people were obedient to God in the Bible, they were blessed. Who was That's the right. richest man who ever lived? Solomon. That's true. That's true. And when the kings, all the kings that followed him and were obedient, he blessed abundantly. And in Deuteronomy 8, it says, don't forget it's God who gives you the power to gain wealth. This is and so when true. you gain the wealth, don't forget where it came from. That's don't right. think it's you that did it and get all prideful. You know what, um, Irene, too, um, and this goes back to Matthew 6 and 33, that mm -hmm. we first see God, his kingdom, his righteousness, the way he does things, and everything else that we need, he'll give it to us. But that's, that's right. going on to like what you're saying, to basically, if we want to start talking about money, find out what God has to say about the absolutely. money. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the times that we're living in right now, um, mm -hmm. they're talking about inflation and all these different things and, you know, the stock market and everything. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But if we will just seek what his word says to do and to love others, because as you've also heard that um, that cliche or, you know, uh, the mantra, uh, we're blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed Absolutely. to be a blessing, you know. Absolutely. So, and we have to receive it to give it. But I was going to mention Matthew, Matthew 6. All these things, how much you, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. When That's you right. put God first, his kingdom, he already knows we need, what we need. He does. He, he does. will provide it. And the reason I can teach this with such a boldness about it is because I've lived it. For years, it's I've lived it. And um, I was doing you know, well as a financial planner, uh, not planner, but advisor. But then when I gave it all away and started my ministry, you know, you don't make a lot of money in ministry right away. <laughs> but no. I started making meeting my needs and then in august 19 i um had been taking several speaking um courses and i was traveling a lot in the states and in uh -huh. canada when i was coming back in um 2018 in may i said to the lord well you know what this has caused me a lot of debt and it's been very expensive i need to make some money <laughs> and I, I thought he would say, yeah, I'm going to book you in all these places and you're going to make a lot of money. But he didn't say that. <laughs> what I heard was move to a smaller place and pay 800 a month. I said, wow. what? I was paying 1700 for a beautiful two-bedroom, two-bathroom, Mountain View apartment that included utilities. Where do you get one for 800 in Calgary? Oh my. Well, my lease wasn't up till September 1, so I didn't rush out. But the following weekend, I was at a pastor's meeting with uh, several pastors from Calgary and um, Oral Roberts' son, Richard Roberts, was the speaker. So on Friday night, when they took uh, an offering, and here's what I always do, I'm a giver. So I'm obedient to God. I give the tithe. It's not even mine. It's holy unto the Lord. And 
but I don't just tithe. I do all kinds of things. But a lot of people will tithe because the church is begging for the money. That's not the way to do it. And then they say, yeah, but this isn't working and that's not working. Well, it's a whole lot more than giving. You know, there's more to our lifestyle, right? right. But anyway, I have, I've already tithed my, my amount. And then I said, well, Lord, is there anything you want me to give? He said, yes, 500. I said, oh, really? <laughs> I had some money because I'd sold some silver coins and I was going to pay down some of my debt. Right. Okay, I've learned that when I listen and God tells me something and I do it, I get blessed. That's right. So Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Absolutely. Yes. And I think sometimes you're testing us. Will we be obedient? <laughs> <laughs> so then the next day at noon, when it was finished, they took another offering. I said, well, anything else, Lord? Yeah, 300. Oh. Okay, so that was $800. Well, a couple of weeks later, I looked at a couple of suites and oh, they weren't good. So I asked the man in the apartment I was in, because there were uh, two apartments joined together, underground garage. I said, are there any one bedroom suites in these buildings? Oh yeah, he said, there are only four though in each building and they're all taken. Chances of getting one are pretty slim. Then oh, okay. But a couple of nights later, I had the idea, I think from the Holy Spirit, put an ad up by the elevators. So I did, wanted one bedroom, furnished or unfurnished, and my phone number. That night I got a call, but I didn't answer the phone because it was a, a different, from a different province and I didn't recognize it. And an hour later, I had a text from the same number. I have a one bedroom, are you interested? I text him back, how much? Yes, 800. <laughs> I said, what? I'll be right over. <laughs> So I went over to the other building, it was on the fourth floor, less than half the size of the one I was in. And a young man from Pakistan in a panic because he had moved there, signed a year lease. He'd only been there a month and he had to go back to Toronto because of some business complications. And he said, I need someone to help me. And when I heard your voice on your message machine, I knew I could trust you. See? And I'm, I don't know where 800 came from. It just popped into my mind, he said. I pay 1,200 plus utilities, <laughs> but I need your help. I need you to open my mail, fax it, you know, send it to me. So then we agreed that I would pay $50 more um, for the, um, Oh, I, my, I want to think about something else because I, I made a mistake in what I told you before. But $50 more for the internet. It was fast internet. She was paying $130. Right. And I so I'm paying $850 now. And actually, that is what I paid for the tithe of the offering $500 plus $350. So I paid $850 in the offering. Now I'm going to pay rent for $850 instead of $1,700. So the bottom line is basically, um, um, Irene, is that God had already made the way for you just by being obedient. So, you know, that goes into now that um, 
you know, a lot of people, if they will go in and see what God's word says, and sometimes we kind of like go down another road, we go, we take an exit off and we wind up in debt. So yeah. what is just your simple steps on how do you overcome debt? First of all, you try not to get into debt. We know that. But once you're there, what's the, what's some things that can be done? Well, it, there's various things because it's not always, um, there's no one answer. Right. It depends right. what the debt is, where you're at with your with your income, your ability, what the, you know, is it credit cards? Is it right, um, right. The mortgage? There's so many things. But then, first of all, I, I would pray about it. What do you want me to do, Lord? And depending on the age of the person, the possibility of, of paying the debt off or whatever, um, there's anything from bankruptcy to learning how to manage your money better to commit to spending less, and I'll go through some of those points, to having an abundance coming in and getting rid of the debt and everything in between. So let's say, uh, first of all, you need to start keeping track of what you are spending. All right. You know, when right. I was doing advising, I would say, well, you know, list all your expenses. Well, there's fixed expenses. We know what those are the rent or the mortgage and utilities, et cetera. But then there's the cash spending or the extra spending or the credit card spending. And I would say to people, well, the one guy, he said, well, you know, I drink a bit of beer on the weekend. I said, well, how much do you spend on beer a month? Oh, he said, not very much, maybe $50. Okay, how much do you spend on eating out? And all these questions. So I said, here is your homework. I want you to keep track of every cent you spend daily you know get a booklet and write it in today you could put it on your phone well he was shocked at what he was spending on beer and eating out and everything and i had one couple once well we can't put any money into investments because you know for whatever reason but they every day before work they would stop and get a coffee and a donut <laughs> i said well how much are you spending on that instead of doing it every day why don't you just do it one day and put the rest in the savings account. <laughs> That's right. See, yeah. So one thing about getting out of debt, it's important. Once we know how much we're spending, what our income is, then we need to list our debt. So let's say you've got four credit cards. You list what the credit card company is, how much you owe, what the interest is, and what your payment is. Right. And then you look at which one can I pay off the quickest? And you make at least the minimum... <laughs> If you just make the minimum payment, you're not getting it's going to be going a long time. Yes, yes. So if you make as high a payment as you can, and when that one credit card is paid off, ah, you don't spend that money. You take that money and put it onto the next credit card. So you're doubling or tripling, whatever, quadrupling the payment. Right. And that's one way you'll get out of your credit card debt a lot quicker. So that's sort of like that snowball effect. Um, I heard something about a snowball effect um, when it comes to paying off debt. It was saying like, you know, take off, take care of the, the large, the smallest one. And then after that, like you're saying, put it on the next. Yeah. I right. see so that's one thing to work on, but don't just work on the debt because you want to, you want to do something that you're going to feel rewarded by. So also save something. 
as well. Open oh, another good, account. good. That was going to be my next question. Save something. Okay. Yeah, and whether it's even ten, whether it's even ten dollars a month <laughs> or a hundred dollars, whatever it is, you save as well. The debt will get paid, but as you see your savings building, that's more inspiring, and you're establishing a habit. Right, right. That's so true. Like you said something in the beginning, and it's like. When we have a habit and we want to change it, we have to make some changes in our thinking and in our behavior right, and right. in our beliefs. Otherwise, if we keep doing the same thing, we're going to get the same results. So, you know, what, Irene, so basically for what we covered is that the number one thing is to find out when it comes to finances is to definitely find out what God's word has to say. Of course, now this is for us that's in the kingdom who is trying to do it God's way. You find out what he says, um, you know, because he knows our individual situation. Then after that, what we always need to do is to track our money, yes. how we're spending, and then definitely always save. Yes. Those and we might have to cut back on a few things for a while. Yeah, cutting back. Oh, boy. And, and that's okay. And, you know, um, when I was, well, what I do is speaking and my book, uh, I was also dog sitting and house sitting. So I was doing pretty well. And then COVID hit. Yeah. So my, I'm 75 years old. And, you know, my income, if I don't work or do anything else, is just uh, what we call in Canada, our CPP or Canada Pension Plan right. and OAS or whatever that stands for. So I was earning on those two $1,335 a month. That's not very much money. And my rent was a thousand. So you had to start doing other things to help well, supplement. Well, COVID that. shut everything down. So I, and I tied the 130. Mm -hmm. So, but I said, okay, Lord, you know my situation. I'll do whatever you want. Well, the first thing that happened is my daughter said, mom, I don't want you going anywhere. She didn't want me getting COVID. <laughs> and so she said, I'm buying your groceries. So she took care of all my groceries. And I don't even know, on paper, none of it would have worked out. But one thing would come in or I would sell some more books or I don't even know how I got through that first year, except God knew. And every need was met. And every need keeps getting met over and over and over again. But I'm also obedient and I don't overspend. I don't buy anything or do this unless it's something I really need. And I'm forever giving. I never stopped giving. That's the worst thing you can do. Now, the other thing is when you do and believe God and you trust him, take action on what he tells you. First of all, to develop that listening ear, right? You will receive, and you won't have fear. Fear does not come from God. It comes from That's the media. It comes from the government. It comes from all these places yes. that are following the evil ways of the world. Yes. It does not come from God. Three hundred and sixty-five scriptures that say, "Fear not, fear not, be afraid." So, if you're in fear, you're not trusting God, and it's like hey, devil, get out of here, or whoever is feeding you information that's causing you fear, quit listening and start listening to the truth. 
Um, Irene, I'm gonna tell you the advice that you are giving, like I said earlier, it's very, very timely. God's word is always timely and it goes across, I mean, a time. Um, you know, he knows the end from the beginning. So when it comes to finances, um, this here message that you're providing to us is something that um, can make our, our lives more enriched, more abundant. But yeah. uh, if we go by what the world says to do, I'm telling you something, we're going to be left out in the cold. So whether it's inflation, if it's a time of, you know, um, um, uh, a season of where you don't have a lot, just stay on track with the Lord. Um, Irene, also, can you kind of like tell us a little bit more about some of the services that you offer? You know, well, the one thing with <clears throat> with this financial situation, or if it's health, or as a cancer survivor, I, I give a lot of help to people that want to know how to have a healthy lifestyle. And I don't tell them what to do. They can go totally with what the doctors are saying. They can do right. a combination with definitely with diet and supplements, forgiveness. And um, what, what, I, what I think a main thing that would be really good for people, if they trust me and you know like so far with some of the things, whether they're a believer or not, I don't push anything on anybody. Right, right. I want to help people. So I've got friends that aren't believers. I've got dance partners that aren't. <laughs> and my heart's to help people. So I offer, first of all, a half hour free Zoom call, one-on-one, -on -one, just to listen, to find out. And at the end of that 30 minutes, we'll know whether I can help them or they'll know if they want to continue. Then we would do once a week for at least a month. It's like very inexpensive, 197 US. <laughs> you know, it could easily be 500 a month, mm -hmm. but I want to give value. And then if they see and do some of the things that we're talking about and see the results, they, they might have enough within a month or they might want to continue. And again, no pressure. And that can be regarding the finances or it can be a health situation. You see our bodies, if we look at our bodies like um, a soil of a garden, mm -hmm. our digestive system and everything, we'll either have a healthy terrain with a body that will promote health, or we will have an unhealthy terrain, not getting the nutrients it needs, and that will promote ill health. Right. And right, prevention right. is the cure. Yes. Yeah. So um, there's all kinds of ways that I can you know, help people. And if they have want a speaker or if they want to do a, a group Zoom, all they need to do is email me and let me know what their needs are. Then I can set up a meeting with them. And it's just Irene Bryant, the number 10 at gmail.com. And Irene, what I'm going to do, I will have the information on um, um, underneath our podcast. Um, on both of them because um, it's also on the different podcast outlets as well as the YouTube and I'll have all that information on there. So like you said, all they have to do is just contact you and you know you can see what the need is and they want to yeah. go more in depth into finances. You can you know help them with that and and everything like that and just learning and just giving those scriptures when it comes to what God's word has to say about finances. 
Yes. Irene, you know, I just want to thank you um, because all your experiences that you have had in life, um, and I know you're writing a book right now. And yeah, I've written this one. Okay. Finding hope in the midst of adversity. Mm. It is about the cancer journey and the miraculous healing. It's on Amazon. The ebook is $2.99. So okay. Okay. You'll check it out. That'll tell you whether you want to work with me or not. Get <laughs> <laughs> that and read it and you'll go yeah. read it. Oh, well, oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm calling her. <laughs> well, most of us know somebody who's dealing with cancer or, you know, um, you know, this just the idea because nobody knows what it's like unless they go through it themselves and everything. And, you know, it's, um, but I always say that whatever trials or challenges that we have God knew that he could trust you with that trouble with that okay. challenge because he know what you're going to do with it because some things we go through it's not for us but it's for the others that are looking around at us and they're learning okay you know what if they can go through that and God is helping them then it, it you know I'm going to make it too I'm going to make it too Right. Irene, thank you. Is there any closing words of wisdom that you would like to say before we close out um, this awesome interview? Well, God loves you so much. Yeah. Whether you are a believer or not, you are so loved. You have a purpose. You are special. You are unique. And the best thing you can do for yourself is just get still and just say, yeah, I am special. Yes. I am loved and I have a purpose and I wanna know what that is and I want to fulfill that in this life. Whether, <laughs> you know, because no matter how much money we have or how healthy we are, we are all gonna leave this world someday. Ooh, yes. Spend eternity somewhere. Yes. And that's the other thing. My book, other book is Eternal Life Choices. Very important. And again, I don't push that on anybody. Right. But unless we know it's our choice, how do we choose? That's right. Uh, Irene, I just want to thank you. To our audience, um, I just want you to, to know that um, we need to have good financial health. Yeah. We need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And as Irene said, we're not pushing nothing on nobody. But we do know that we're going to leave. Everybody's going to leave here at one yeah. time or another. We all have an expiration date. But the That's thing right. is, where are we going to spend eternity? That's and right. so the purpose of these videos and this the podcast is to drop these seeds so that if somebody just picks up and look at this particular um, um, subject matter, still at the end, we're letting them know just seek the Lord. I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. And if you do belong to him, if you do have a personal relationship with him, seriously, let it be all that you can be because we're all, nobody has arrived. We're all in a state of becoming. But as Irene says, he loves you. He loves you. And I'm telling you something, there's somebody else that's around you that you know that they need this information. And these are resources that they can have. So if you like this video, please hit the like button. 
um, and subscribe and pass it on to somebody else. And like I said, I'm going to have her um, information there. And this way you feel free, you make a choice because life is all about choices. Be blessed and I'll talk to you later. Irene, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. All right, dear. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.